Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show. Our mission is to serve and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. In today's episode, have you been feeling blinded by the light? It's not your imagination. Car headlights are getting more and more useful for the driver, brutal for people coming towards you. Also, there's a trend I'm not happy with going on at online retailers. I'm going to tell you what to look out for. So there's, there's posts all over the internet, news stories about how a lot of headlights now, both manufacturer installed as original equipment in vehicles, and especially aftermarket headlights that are absolutely blinding to oncoming traffic. And I find that it's very, very difficult for me in night driving when these ultra-bright headlights are coming my way. So I don't get it. I don't get why this suddenly became a thing. And I understand why people driving want to be able to see the road ahead of them better. But you're not supposed to do something that then puts other people at a disadvantage in terms of safety. But that's where we are right now. So the question is, what can you and I do about it? Because it's a problem you and I can't directly fix. But you can deal with the consequences of having those ultra-bright lights coming towards you. And this is something that I learned forever ago when people would accidentally leave their brights on and it was blinding for you coming down a road with a vehicle approaching you having brights on. And what you're supposed to do is look kind of down and to the right. So then you're able to still see the road, see the lane you're supposed to be in, but you're not going to be blinded by those headlights. And this is one that uh, I know... As someone with libertarian leanings, this sounds crazy, I would say. But I think it's completely reasonable that the feds would have standards that they would enforce for how intense headlights can be. Because otherwise, the danger that people are being put into is just not A-OK. And some people's eyes are more sensitive than others. For me, I don't really have sensitive eyes. I mean, I'm out on a really sunny, glary day. I don't even think to put on sunglasses. It doesn't bother me at all. And my wife, any bright light, Lane's immediately got sunglasses on. So for her, the intensity of the headlights is even more of a problem is bright light just by itself is really, really hard on her eyes. And by the way, if you have a suggestion of something else other than what I said to deal with it, 
other than just looking down into the right as you drive when bright headlights are coming, I'd love to hear it from you. All right, Clark, we just heard from Shiva in Georgia, and she said, Hi, I'm a high school student who wants to start an investing club at my school, but I don't know where to start. Which teacher should I get involved in the club, and which resources do you recommend I use to get my fellow classmates into investing? So, Shiva, I'm really, really excited that you want to do this. Uh, So many teenagers now are interested in investing, and I mentioned recently Fidelity Investments is doing something new where a teenager is allowed to have an actual real investment account where you're not doing simulations. You're buying, you're trading funds and stocks independently of an adult who is the custodian of your account. So they can restrict you if you get out of hand, but the idea is you're actually learning by doing with real money, real investments. Speaking of which, I want you to check out AAII.com, the American Association of Individual Investors. There's probably an AAII chapter near where you go to high school, and I'm sure they would be willing to assist in helping you set up an investing club at your school because that's what AAII does for adults, and it's incredibly valuable to do this in high school. So in terms of what teachers, Krista? My daughter actually started, she got a class started at her school. And so I'm kind of familiar that every school has a different path to creating clubs or classes. So you just go to the administrators and ask them what the process is at your school. And then you can usually find a teacher who wants to sponsor you. So I love this. Let me know how you do with it. And I'll tell you from my son's investing group at high school, They were really into trying to make money on the hot individual stocks in the short term. And he learned within months that that wasn't really the path to making money over time. And from Peggy in Illinois, can we use Gas Buddy to find the cheapest gas without joining? Absolutely, Peggy. You can do that without any problem at all. And Gas Buddy and its competitor, Gas Price Watch, You can go on their apps, you can go on the websites, and you will see the cheapest gas near you, and the information is posted by other users, and so the information is accurate, in many cases, within minutes of a change in price at a high-volume gas station. Okay, and I didn't copy this person's name over, I'm sorry, but he said, I was just told by a guy who builds houses for a living that he refinanced his home using the VA IRRL refinance option. He claims this came with no closing costs and did not cost him a dime to lower his rate. Is this a real thing? My rate is already at 2.75 and we have been in our home less than a year. My initial investigation says that I do qualify for this option, but the website I was on said there are no closing costs still. There's a lot of misinformation about the interest rate reduction refinance loan, which is what IRRRL stands for. But the rates right now on what's referred to as a VA streamline, the rates are as low as 2%. The terms you're allowed to do are 10 to 30 years. And the people that are the most familiar with what's referred to in the industry as VA streamline refinances 
are credit unions geared towards military personnel. So I assume from your years of service, you're a member of either a small or large military-based uh, or affiliated credit union, and that would be where I'd look on doing a VA Streamline, what's known as the IRRL. Okay, and then this one from Sean in Mobile, Alabama is kind of a cork stinks, but he says, I was listening to your podcast and was physically sick from the stench. You were talking about the cost of lumber returning to normal and the crisis was over. I hate to break it to you, Clark, but the price of lumber is still up about 300% from where it was pre-COVID. I do agree that it will return to a lower price in the future, but you cannot print money like we have and not have big-time inflation. And we also got another one similar to that. So the important thing is that lumber has come gradually back down from how it escalated so rapidly. There has been too much money flowing around the U.S. economy. And the Federal Reserve and the federal government have a lot of tools at their disposal to reduce the amount of money sloshing around. And I think you're going to see both of them act. A lot of people have only focused on when the Federal Reserve is going to raise interest rates, but that is only one headline tool. There are a lot of them that only boring, pointy-headed economists focus on that are going to have more immediate effect to reducing having too much cash running around chasing too few goods. The lumber story, though, looks moving forward like the prices are more likely than not going to continue to fall. Now, they were extremely low before, uh, and now they have moved up, way up, and now come back down. But yes, they're still higher than they were before. And I want to ask you something. You think you're shopping at your favorite store online? I want you to think again. They may be pulling a fast one over on your wallet. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You go to your favorite online seller to buy merchandise and you click and you purchase something and then it shows up and it's not at all what you thought it was going to be. It's not the way it was represented on the site. And there's a big shrug of the shoulders from the website you went to. The problem is a lot of well-known and recognized brand name sites of all different types are now offering their platform to third parties. And they don't always disclose it particularly well. I'll give you an example. I'm a Walmart Plus member. And when I go to 
look for an item on walmart.com, if you look closely, you'll see most of the items that are being listed in a product category are not actually from Walmart. You have to go on the left-hand rail on a laptop, or I'm trying to remember where you do it on a phone. I guess sort and filter maybe where it is. And you have to select that you want Walmart only. And you may want those third-party sellers, but maybe you don't. But when you look at closely at who's selling things, well, they may not have the shipping guarantee that you have buying right from walmart.com. They may not have the return policies. It can be a completely different UFO experience. And I'm mentioning Walmart because I've talked about Amazon's marketplace before, but you may not have heard me on this, that overwhelmingly the items sold on Amazon.com are not from Amazon. They are just acting almost like a mall, electronic mall, and most of the things there are from other retailers, other sellers that are under Amazon's selling umbrella. Target, same thing. And now a number of other companies have said, hey, if it's working for them, we're going to do it too. And again, the disclosures vary in how good or bad they are at telling you that you are buying from a third party. Amazon especially, you have to be very, very clear as you look through listings to see what is Amazon's own stuff being sold by Amazon itself and what is actually being sold by a third party. And it may be fine with you that you buy from a third party. But whatever it is, you should know who you're buying from and what the rules of business are doing business with them because it's their rules that count, not the website that you've gone to. All right, and Jason in Iowa says, I heard Clark say he uses SMS alerts for purchases of an amount larger than his fast food purchases. I also had what I thought was a reasonable alert amount until I had four authorized user card numbers used on the East Coast in a single week, three of them in a single day. We live in the Midwest. They were all used at a gas station. Since many places do a test purchase on the card, I changed the alert value to a dollar, so I will likely not have to be surprised when checking the card statement. I now get text messages from the authorized card users if they purchase from websites because they know I'll be calling. Did you just buy something? As an added precaution, I lock the cards with provider app when not in use. I love the podcast. Jason, do you know what? Every bank in America wishes all of us... <laughs> were like you because you are watching closer than they watch and you are protecting. I know this is weird, but with a credit card, you're providing the greatest protection to the bank, not to yourself. I mean, they're the ones that stand so much of the risk, but it's great because you're not going to have to deal with the hassle later of a bunch of fraudulent charges. From Vic in Florida, recently my spouse was in a car accident, and due to that, we received a $300,000 settlement. I'm trying to determine what we can do with this money to save for the future. We're in our 50s with no mortgage and no credit card debt. I used your tool to see if I could find a financial advisor, but none are local to my area. Any suggestions on what to do with the money or to find a financial advisor? 
I can't imagine living in the state of Florida that you'd be in an area with no uh, fee-only financial advisors in your area with uh, either through NAPFA, the National Association of Personal Financial Advisors, or with Garrett Planning Network, or with XY uh, Planning Network, that it seems like you'd be able to find someone with one of those three. Failing that, you have enough money here that you could hire a Vanguard personal advisor. Uh, the personal advisory service would be available to you, and Vanguard does everything with you over the phone or other electronic methods, and so it doesn't matter that you're not local. The advantage of the Vanguard personal advisory service is the fee is extremely low. It's um, about the tiniest in the industry. You pay 0.30 of 1% for Vanguard to manage this money for you and handle setting up life planning financial goals for you. Um, I neglected to say I'm really sorry that your spouse was in an accident that was serious enough that a $300,000 settlement was involved. And I hope that your spouse makes a full, complete recovery. From Catherine in Wisconsin, can you clarify about Chromebook support and usability? When Google support ends, is the Chromebook still fully usable and functional? Or is it usable but exposed to threats? I need, do I need to purchase a new one just to be safe? And if so, how do I ensure maximum support? So Catherine, Google's gotten a lot of heat for this. And as you buy Chromebooks now, they tend to come with support for a much longer period of time than they used to. I'm trying to remember if now if a new Chromebook comes with, is it six years of support? I don't remember the exact number of years. It, the risk is, as you said, if they no longer support the Chromebook you have, it does create a vulnerability potentially for a virus or a hacker where Chromebooks inherently are not as subject to risk from a hacker or a virus. But once they become unprotected, it leaves you potentially open. The whole idea of Chromebooks is that you're sandboxed at every page you go to. Sandboxing is a concept where even if a page has viruses in it that are trying to infect and infest spread an infestation in your life that it can't happen in theory on a Chromebook, that the possibility is eliminated. The question is, and nobody says for certain that once a Chromebook is no longer supported, do you lose that not quite fail safe, but very solid protection about how a Chromebook sandboxes. So the suggestion that has been given to me before is that you set up a separate Gmail account, a new Gmail address on a Chromebook that's no longer supported, and you only do regular web surfing, no financial sites, no financial transactions on a Chromebook that is no longer supported by Google. So it will still work, but big question mark is, are you as safe as you were before? 
And from Mick in Nebraska, I get flyers often regarding free dinners to listen to investment advice, coupons to redeem after listening to a 90-minute pitch on house gutters, real estate opportunities, and other informational meetings where opportunity awaits. I always say no because I feel it will generally be a high-pressure pitch that will make me uncomfortable. Clark, what is your feeling on these kinds of solicitations? If their product is so great, why do they need to give enticements to sell them? Thank you and continue the great work. You are the Tom Brady of financial gurus, the GOAT. Well, that is the first time in my career I've ever been compared in any way. Is that like the highest compliment you could get? He is phenomenal. I, I really realized how great he was when he went to Tampa Bay, when New England thought he was washed up, and took Tampa Bay to its second Super Bowl championship. So pretty amazing. Anyway, um, I would say don't change what you're doing at all. It's not worth it. The free dinners, the discounted stays, all that. I know there are people who have the ability to go to those things and never bend, never yield, and never allow anybody to play psychological games on them, making them feel guilty or flattered or whatever. I just don't think it's worth it. And so I'd rather buy my meal and get what could turn out to be the most expensive free meal ever served. I want to thank you for joining us. Please visit Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com for more money-saving advice you can trust from the GOAT. GOAT.